0: Whatever the meal comes with. If it comes with rice, I want rice. If it comes with vegetables, I want vegetables. Just whatever that shit comes with. So, now we're
1: probably gonna fish cod. I'm mm-hmm. should I do roasted vegetables, which would consist of sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, and those, um. Yeah brussels
0: sprouts.
1: Yeah, roast mm-hmm. I want to take the brussels sprouts out so they're not frozen. Which I can do when I get home. And then put a little oh, I have roasted
0: vegetables. in a long <laughs> With tiny onions swimming in I a mean, sea I, of cream sauce.
1: I told my mom when I first started roasting vegetables I was like, mommy Russell's house for,
0: um, Damn,
1: Thanksgiving, for Thanksgiving, evening. she was like, ew, she didn't end up going to that Thanksgiving, she ended up going to see my grandma and my auntie.
0: She said, oh, they ain't having shit for dinner,
1: so i we had mac- baked macaroni, I had roasted, Maya made macaroni, I made the roasted vegetables, because I made roasted vegetables, beets, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes, and the
0: Who the fuck finna eat some beets for Thanksgiving? Don't nobody eat no beets for Thanksgiving. Roasted vegetables are
1: fucking delicious. Okay, it may be
0: be delicious, but ain't nobody eating no beets. First
1: of all, you met my dad. Put them
0: beets on your your ears.
1: This was before he was even, you know, more health conscious because he wasn't sick at his time. And he was looking when he saw our Thanksgiving spread like his face. Know
0: what's like, I'm going to KFC, finna go to Boston Market.
1: He he put the macaroni on his plate because he knew that was fire. He put, I don't remember what meat we had, but he put the meat on. I think we had baked chicken. He put the baked chicken, he put the stuff in, whatever, and he gets to the bath. I
0: was like, Daddy, you know, because
1: I've been daddy's dad's. Daddy, are you gonna try some new vegetables?
0: your are daddy's girl. He was like, Hell no. He was
1: like, Yeah, baby, I'm gonna get some. <laughs> right? He did not put it on his plate. Or either, I think he went back and put it on his plate. And then he, I guess, decided to go ahead and taste it. And he was like, they were good. He like got more of that. That's
0: what I tell Peyton when she fix some shit that I don't like. I'm like, mmm.
1: Well, he may have been faking it, but he really liked the Brussels sprouts. I don't know how much he liked the whole mixed vegetables, but he really liked the Brussels sprouts. But that's
0: sprouts. what daddies do. We we fake it on some stuff. She may draw some shit. I'd be like, ooh, I, don't, I can't figure out what this is. You just drew, but you drew it, and I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, shit. I mean, that's what's up. I mean, look, I... I and Peyton gon she to probably cook some for Thanksgiving and I'ma you know like I'm gonna be like look that way and I'ma throw that shit up like that. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta support support him, you know, you gotta support support You I, I
1: feel like you're trying to say he didn't well let me tell you. So yeah, yeah this was he the did first.
0: not like those beats. This, like, was, <laughs> this
1: was this was how this was only like
0: okay,
1: my last Thanksgiving. Lord. four thanksgivings ago so this was when Boo, <laughs> no, this, was, this was when Boo and Archie were first, like, they were first dating so Archie came I believe to Thanksgiving I think he came to Thanksgiving I know Boo was there for
0: sure and Boo and Archie is well Boo is your sister and Archie is your brother
1: yeah babe you forgot who my people are that quick no I didn't forget at all what are you talking about I'm pretty about? sure Archie was there I
0: think so. Yeah. Archie's cool as hell too, and you know, it just be like that. Like sometimes you try some shit, Look, and I, um, you don't debut it on Thanksgiving. I don't think you should debut it. No. On definitely. Thanksgiving, I think you should like break it in at least a dinner or two before Thanksgiving.
1: But I was in school, so what was happening was like I was only coming back, so I only came back for. Thanksgiving, cause you know I also work over the weekend like I do now. Right. So I somehow I got Thanksgiving off, or I don't know what happened, but or I called out. So I got thanks. I usually come home for Thanksgiving, right. Christmas, mm-hmm. and then sometime between March and like April I come home, and then I come home at least one time during summer.
0: What was your biggest struggle in college besides? like the normal kids' struggles or student struggles of not having food.
1: College, undergrad, so my biggest struggle in college was definitely time management. Because I was always a good, a pretty good student. There were only a few subjects I really struggled with. Um, like eating those subjects still came up in undergrad. Unfortunately, I didn't have the foresight to get ahead of it back then, like to be like, 'cause like our school had like a what they call like a student center where you could go and get help and tutoring or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think I went to tutoring once, but I hated my chemistry teacher. So.
0: Oh, okay. Hate is a very strong word. I didn't so, like him. Okay, so what do you think? How do you think you could have managed your time better going from class to class? Was it is so, was it something that? You could have went to sleep earlier than the night before, or is just something that you just have to, it's a scheduling thing with your classes? What is it?
1: So, freshman year, I would say...
0: This is Zach um, like Talk Radio. Go ahead. Freshman year, I would say,
1: um, I did pretty good because you're coming right out of high school, so if you have a pretty strong routine, in high school then that mostly carries over so you know I of course chose the eight o'clock classes and stuff like that and was really good with going the Where the problem for me came in is I would kind of, like, hang out at night <laughs> with, like, friends. And oh, yeah? Hang out in people's dorms. Mm, and just, in
0: people's dorms, huh?
1: Not like that, but just, like, like watching what? TV, playing cards. Oh, okay. I was 17. 17, 18. Yeah, I was
0: playing spades. Mm.
1: I don't even really know, or talking. You meet a new people,
0: getting to know them. Mm-hmm. So it's a transition. Do you think that, you know, um, graduates of either high school going to high school or going to college, do you think that there should be a transition period? I guess it's called orientation, you know, where they transition the students from, you know, into a newer life, into a newer um, um, realm of education. It, 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 do they do a good job with, with the transparency, letting you know, you know, um, how it's going to be? Is there really any testimonies from alumni or you know present students that kind of comfort comfort you in a way where it helps you to transition to that new school?
1: Well, for me, and now again, times are probably different. I went off to college at 17. I graduated from high school, went off to college, and I immediately went to school that summer. Very ambitious. So, but so I wasn't in, in school in summer, but when fall actually came and we officially started at my school, and this was 2003. Don't
0: tell your age. I hate it. The
1: freshmen actually came a week before everyone else, so it you know a chance to move in, get acclimated with the campus, and you had you know people who were designated to kind of help you get around. Now at this time, obviously classes had not actually begun. It was more yeah. about familiarizing yourself with the campus and getting to know some of the other new students.
0: Yeah, what a party at
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, but I think most schools have a lot of uh, groups and organizations. You have a lot of your school organizations who are very uh, helpful to incoming freshmen. You have a lot of your sororities and fraternities who are very helpful.
0: And um, recruiting them people I mean, so they get on the on get On, on the one early. level,
1: yeah, they are kind of sort of recruiting, you know. Um, but also just even just from a the perspective they recognize that you're freshman, and they try to help you kind of navigate your way and sometimes you have TAs or professors. What's
0: a TA? A teacher's teacher, assistant. Yes. Okay, so teacher's they're
1: assistant. usually either a senior in undergrad or a graduate student. So you meet different people who are designated to help kind of navigate that transition from high school. But really, it, unfortunately, it is up to you and it's up to kind of like your parents to kind of help you prepare for that transition Your senior seeing in high school should kind of be um a time period where your family um your friends even your high school teachers and coaches should be helping you that last year of high school and especially that last semester prepare yourself for this higher learning experience that you're about to embark on
0: well if somebody like me was like I remember senior year in high school. Shit, I was just trying to get a paper done, so so trying to rush and get college, get prepared for college. I knew I was behind the buck, um, cause I never wanted to go to college, and I mean the closest thing I wanted to go to college um, was Malcolm X College, cause I was just like, eh, it wasn't for me. I got to see. Um, On several college campuses, how it was, I remember going to uh, Georgia Southern University. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that campus is nice. I like that campus. Um, But I never, I wasn't the one that did college tours and, you know, got to see how universities, um, you know, the way of life on universities. So I think that would have mattered. That would have helped me and my, decision making to go on a college tour up at TAF High School. I don't believe either, I just wasn't with the groups and the organizations that was doing these college tours. But, um, you know, I didn't see it promoted. I didn't see it really, um, especially HBCUs, I didn't see it really um, put out there like, you know, come to high school, come check this out. Um, and I graduated in 05, so a couple years after you you know but I would have liked to been invited I think that's key for not for people that know where they want to go but the undeciders you know the people that you know you see them they got a C average close to a D average and you know they just you know they they don't really have a a clue as to what they want to do now I would say if you don't if we don't put them and invite them on more college tours, that group of people, then we should be touring them in different areas of trades. You know what I'm saying? That way um, students have a bigger and better idea of, you know, okay, I don't want to go to college or college may not be for me right now, but hey, this this uh, welding program is good or this heating and vacuuming program is good or this CDL program is good if you know, you're 21 and older, but, um, you know, it's a lot more things, um, even in my class and I'm finding out right now in the service industry that, you know, they'll need more and more people with, you know, trades and even people with degrees. Um, I just think that, you know, somebody that's college educated, I just want to know what your transition was like. Coming from um, high school and going to college because my transition was, you know, graduating in August of 2005 out of summer school and straight to AutoZone. So, (laughs) you know, I think
1: a huge part of it are the educators. So, I think a lot of times, and I come from a long line of teachers and educators, so I think it really takes people who are in education understanding that it goes beyond just teaching in the classroom. Like just teaching whatever designated subject. My mom, she graduated from HBCU. I graduated from HBCU. Mm-hmm. She makes it a point. Pride. <laughs> she makes it a point to wear her Aggie paraphernalia because she recognizes some individuals don't have a reference point to the college experience and she teaches at a predominantly white high school Um, but some you know students don't have a reference point of college the African American and minority students who do attend her school some of their family members haven't gone to college and they don't know how to even if they're interested they may not know how to you know, find a school that's right for them, and there's nobody really kind of telling them because if you're not quote unquote college bound, meaning you know a high flyer, good GPA, nobody's seeking you out to really ask you.
0: Exactly, you just fall by the wayside, in and in a pile of trash full of rest of the former graduates who didn't go to college and d- just didn't have a a way. I think that I think that what you said is is very pivotal in that you know, by you and your mom and your dad and, you know, by your mom and your dad and your grandmother and, and the people before you, mm-hmm. you know, they went to college, they got the, the, the alumni gear, they they lived the alumni. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's what's key to, I think, continued. um people in your family continuing to go to those institutions is because you have a a picture in front of you or people in front of you that's done it before.
1: I mean, and that's true. In addition to that, I have older siblings. I spent a lot of time with my older sister on her college campus, which was not a HBCU. So I was able to see both sides. I grew up going to HBCU football games. Uh, pretty much, mm, I would say 90% of my high school teachers were HBCU graduates. Mm-hmm. Also, my sister ended up going to a major a predominantly white institution, and I spent a lot of time weekends with her.
0: It was at Duke University. It
1: is Duke University. Shout
0: out to those Dukies, you know what I'm saying?
1: And I spent a lot of time with her weekends, and so I got a very, um, I would say, good experience and good exposure to the college life. Everyone doesn't get that, so like I said, it's up to educators, it's up to coaches. Um, teachers principals guidance counselors to make sure like the people who have great gpas and who come from families who are college educated they're gonna make sure their kids are right right. even if they don't go to college they're gonna make sure they become you know interested in a trade or they're gonna make sure they're okay like you said it's the people who fall in that category of c d range who just need a little push and a little encouragement, and really they just need to find the right opportunity for them, whether that is a smaller liberal arts college, whether that is the HBCU, whether that is a technical uh, or a trade school, you know. But I think a lot of times in the classroom, it's just classroom subject. And that's it. And and a lot of times now, behavior, the teachers and educators don't even unfortunately have opportunity to kind of reach out and help and identify those students who, you know, could benefit from a little extra support and conversation about their future.
0: Well, I mean, and that's what separates the haves and the have-nots in terms of education is, you know, you got to luck up on the teachers, first of all. because they ain't paying them enough to give a damn about your ass past three o'clock all right not, From, all teacher. <laughs> not all teacher. I'm just I'm just saying you know like it ain't all black people that's niggas, and it ain't all white people that's crackers and it ain't all Latino people that's you no. know immigrants you know what I'm saying I'm just saying like I mean we th- this is Zach talk radio so we're gonna be real and but we're gonna touch on subjects that it may be a little racy but everybody have them everybody had a conversation just like everybody had a conversation about college and you know it's always been one of those things you know my oldest brother went to college he went to Concordia University one of the most small private white or mixed not really mixed cause I don't really see that many black people there but I know some people that that has went there um, that was black um and I remember going to his college games and being on his campus and stuff like that. But it wasn't it wasn't um, the counselors that sold me on the institution. It wasn't um, the football team or anything else. It was him. You know what I mean? If he would have said, yo, go to Concordia, this is a good school, yada, 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 then I would have probably went to Concordia University. You know, I remember putting in financial aid for them. I put in financial aid for Columbia, put in financial aid for several schools. And I was just doing it just because my counselor, you know, at the time was like, hey, you got to get some stuff on on paper. You got to fill out the apps or whatever. So I did it just because, but had my oldest brother who was alumni, told me about m- more about college or more about his experience you know what I'm saying then I probably would have leaned towards going to college and who knows where I would be today um but that was my thing about college um, it was very interesting I even my best friend Ted um he went he he's an alumni graduate of NIU And, um, you know, I would go down there, you know, throughout the year sometimes and pick them up and, you know, bring them back. But I used to just, you know, look at the campus or visit the campus and, you know, it was intriguing. It was things that, you know, part of me felt like I should have did. But um, being in school right now, being registered in in class and actually being obligated to go, um, it's a different pressure. It's a different thing. And... Um I don't know just just being a a student now versus when I was 18 19 um, it is much different and I think the energy level and the focus is is was what will probably be different um then versus now so I mean your insight is very very valuable your knowledge is on point um and it touched on everything that I was thinking about in terms because I've always thought about transitioning from elementary to high school you know what I'm saying you're going from being around you know everybody from you know 10 on up to 14 from now you're going to be the young guy from 14 everybody up to 18 so you're going I remember when I first got to TAF you know the lunch room was bigger (laughs) <laughs> this motherfucker expanded from from one side of the building to the other, damn near. And so, you know, when I first walked into um, the lunchroom doors that first day, I'm seeing motherfuckers with big ass mustaches and you know fully developed women and you know young girls, young women or whatever, and big grown ass football players. So it was it, it was very intimidating. You know, and I remember, that's where I met my other best friend, Tyler. I remember just sitting at a table amongst thousands of students. And I'm just like a, 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 a nerd or some shit. Like, I'm just looking around like, who the fuck is all these people? And, um, you know, me and him just started talking. You know, stayed close, kept kept cool. And, um, you know, high school started for me that way. High school started just one big confusion, you know, but then as you settle down and you know the lay of the land, then it's like, all right, it ain't so bad at all.
1: And that's how college is. That's how college is, honestly. When you're transitioning, you're a freshman, you don't know anything, you don't know anyone, you don't know the journey that you're about to embark on. And really, it's about kind of just settling in, taking it all in, and kind of just finding your own path. You know, but like you said, if we can get to a place that allows students who aren't high flyers or students who don't already know their direction in life, if we can get to those students who are C students, who are students, who are D students, who are students who don't have any family members, who graduated or went to college or who are college bound and give them opportunities... I think that changes the game for people of, you know, minorities, people who are lower socioeconomic status. It gives people opportunity to actually kind of get to a place of being on an equal playing field, you know, education, um, whether it's four year, whether it's a certification, whether it's a trade is really the key to kind of you know, combating poverty and a lot of the other social ills that plague our community.
0: I think social ills is correct. I think, you know, especially for men, black men in these days, and I just think it's men in general, no matter the race, when you can't take care of your family, you know what I mean, because you don't have the money, when you can't take care of your family because, man, you know... I ain't got the, the money for the Jays or I ain't got the money for the clothes. You know, that really hurts men's pride. That's why a lot of violence plagues Chicago and major metropolitan cities. Is because these young dudes ain't got no they ain't got no vision for how they gonna take care of that shorty that they just had at eighteen, nineteen. You know, they want that shorty to have the Jays you know, all the good flashy items You know what I'm saying? That that make you what you are on the outside and your reputation on the outside. But on the inside, they lack the knowledge. They lack the passion and the drive. And sometimes passion and drive comes from what you see before you. You know what I'm saying? So I think they just some of our youth are just mixed up in their passion and drive. Their passion and drive is to attain as much money as possible. Quickly, so I can go get, you know, this new status of iPhone or clothes or shoes or belts or, you know, cars or whatever or jewelry. And it's like, but you're empty on the inside. You know what I mean? If you strip them of all of that, where's the knowledge? You have a first grade education, you have a, a seventh grade education. You know what I mean? And so I think, I think our young. People and I don't want to say it in a way where I'm indicting the youth, and they're not they're not learning anything because they are, you know, they're powerful. Their minds are strong right now, and I see them all the time come in my class, and it's like, you know, y'all smart. You just you know you're young and you're full of cum, you're full of testosterone. So, you know, you're trying to touch everything. You trying to, you you young and you, there was a saying, you young, you full of cum. So you're like a young bull, you know, seeing that you, you just see red. You don't see the other colors because you just focused on this one thing, which can be a good thing in life. But sometimes it can be like you just, you got to explore many things. You got to, you know, see other things before you just lock down on this one thing. Like a lot of our students, a lot of our kids um, in the in the the city don't get out to see rural areas. You know, don't get out to see the suburbs or downtown. You know, and they're so caged in, then that's what you get. You get people that only know Mad- Madison and Cicero. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They only know, you know, Walmart. You know what I'm saying? On, on North Avenue. But they don't know Walmart in, you know, Streetersville. They don't know Walmart. You know, they don't know um, Walmart and and Naperville. You know, I was telling my sister about that Save-A-Lot that we went to. And Save-A-Lot, I don't know if it's just that one, but y'all ought to be ashamed of y'allself. I mean, damn, that boy didn't have, that was a food desert in terms of no vegetables, no fresh vegetables, no organic anything. Only thing that was organic in there was the roaches and and the customers. They was organic to the neighborhood. They was original to the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? But there was no way to get fresh vegetables. No deli. You know what I mean? Like, this is the reason why no butcher, no nothing. You know, the closest butcher they got near that that save a lot is the nigga cutting up crack and cooking it and and stepping on it to make, make more crack for the crackheads. So I just think that, you know, you know, the influence around, yeah, education is is very much needed in our community. But we got to build up our organs. We got to build up our brain food. Our kids ain't got no brain food. They eat noodles and motherfucking, you know, pizza puffs. You, for real. They frying, they making pizza puffs, everything that's microwavable they're eating. And you think about it there's no vegetables, no fruit no omega-3s I don't even know what omega-3 is I thought that was a new uh <laughs> I thought that was a new motherfucking uh, sorority or fraternity omega-3. For real they don't know nothing about no Flintstone vitamins. Like these people and, and I appreciate the rappers and celebrities and people who come back and and give to the communities. But shit, come back, buy some of this abandoned-ass property and put your name on the food garden. Make a Kanye West garden. You know, and, and, you know, I know Chance got something up his sleeve in terms of food deserts and stuff like that, but that's what these kids need in order to get an inkling, a sniffling of college. (laughs) Shit, they got to get some fresh some fresh fruit in there. More agriculture. Let's teach our kids about agriculture. We done done came so far from slavery that we don't never want to go back to touching a field of anything. (laughs) A field of tomatoes, a field of fruit. And damn sure ain't no field of cotton gonna be touched by no niggas. (laughs) But, But how does that benefit us? It's like it's a psychological thing that has guiding us away from you know doing what is needed for the human race which is gardening you know so that that's another episode you know that we could dive into Zach Talk Radio you know we coming to you live and direct recording a new one my lady may know that we recording that's why she was talking more professional today cause um she knew that the mic was on I told her. I told her. Yeah, I told you, but you know, I didn't know. you didn't know, you know. But I, it's just this that Zach Talk Radio. This is how it's going to come on. You know, this is how we stay organic, this is how we stay grassroots by, you know, discussing and giving people information and knowledge that they wouldn't have had if we hadn't blessed the mic. You know, you over here, prime example, eating a cup of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> it's broke people chronicles but we love it we live it and it's, it's something that's gonna you know satisfy her right now but it does have some cut up fruits and or cut up vegetables you know in it so shout out to ramen noodles they ain't so bad niggas in prison right now is making leftover Thanksgiving dinner off those ramen noodles so but all I'm saying is you know save a lot do better you know Whole Foods, you know, y'all do better, too. Knock down some of them prices. Sell some of y'all fresh vegetables to save a lot. Because <laughs> they saving so much, they, they forgetting to invest in what really matters. And that's the 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 health and well-being of the community. So if we going to give them our dollars we demand, we have to demand more. For real, it's like the weed man. You know what I'm saying? You give them your $10 and your dub... your 25 for the tray five you know he need to be on point with his measurements no longer should we just you know trust the weed man to give us the right amount of uh marijuana he should you know he should you know be right with his calculations as well i have this is zach talk radio i'm gonna go off off the rip but it still is um you know, associated with what I'm talking about and that's giving customers what they need. So this is Zach Talk Radio. She's saying, okay, so basically um, what we've talked about in extensity, uh, is that a word, extensity? Like extensive? Whatever. Um, we've talked long enough about um, what I thought um, I wanted to get off my chest, which was, was the college, you know, the college education and the college... Um, transition, period. Um, no, I don't want none of that uh, That poison. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, Zach Talk Radio, we're going to talk about everything. We're going to touch on a little bit. Um, please submit your, your questions, your comments, you know, social media, we on there. You know what I'm saying? Going to have a page coming up real soon. We're going to have a team. We're going to have a team of people. We're going to take this, this podcast around the world and back um, you know, and just gonna keep it moving. She giving me the wrap up sign like we on um WGCI or uh you know WZUP. What's up? So um yeah, you know, Zach Talk Radio. Thank y'all for listening. Got more content coming your way. You know what I mean? We're gonna do a real big. You know what I'm saying? So in about five minutes, I'm gonna leave y'all with a nice, crisp, quiet sound. Zack Talk Radio. For a funeral, cause you just you cry about that dog. When you cry about the dog <laughs> you better
1: making When it. you
0: when you start crying about that dog, I was like, are you serious? You seriously over here crying? Yeah, this a little motherfucker boy I look like Michael Myers. First of all, she looks
1: like a
0: perfectly How much you pay for? Oh, crickets huh. Crickets. What do you mean? Nobody answers the asks a question that they know how much I the answer to. You already know how much I pay for. So you say you wouldn't discuss it. It doesn't matter. I love my dog. It, it, right. You right. It don't matter. So if it don't matter, why you why are you ashamed to say how much you pay for the dog? you that You said it doesn't matter, you love your dog. So if you love your dog, just say, mm-hmm. just give us a roundabout three thousand. Something like that, two thousand? Was it fifty cent? What was it five thousand? Huh? I'm just saying. Was it you know, ten dollars a trade of Pokemon cards and some Chico sticks? Like, what'd you get for that little dog? Because as hungry and as thirsty that dog be, she's a different breed. Like, she's a teddy bear with a gummy bear stomach. <laughs> My shit just bounced off her stomach and straight out her ass, and so she be hungry again. The fuck? I ain't never seen a dog that hungry. Like, this motherfucker stand up and walk on two legs. See, dogs is very particular. Some of them are very particular. This one right here, though. Man, shit, she better get a life. That dog ain't got no rights. How Are it got know, standards? That dog ain't got rights. How do it ain't got rights? How do it have standards?
1: First of all, every living creature has a right to was, humane I, treatment.
0: Who giving who giving ants out here humane treatment? That's a living creature.
1: I don't automatically step magically step on an ant. But if, <laughs> if them bitches uh, army fatigue me... Yeah, I'm going to... Sh- You're going to put I'm fire gonna, on them. I'm so going to sprinkle. No, because even when ants, you know, kind of invade my space, I don't go get no rage. You
0: don't sweep them outside either.
1: No, I get cinnamon and then the cinnamon or the pepper. All I'm
0: saying is it's them ants them ants got rights to this building and, and just I like your dog does.
1: I respect that and you can have you you, can have the building but you just can't have my part of
0: the building. The motherfuckers gonna take your bed and walk away with that bitch one piece at a time. Well, I'll be showing off in the bed sprinkling
1: cinnamon on them as they do it.
0: Sprinkling cinnamon like the motherfuckers is ant oatmeal.s First of all, the cinnamon the ants don't
1: like the cinnamon. The
0: ant oatmeal cinnamon tribe.
1: I'm down
0: with you. I'm saying you you want to well shit you went to sleep ten minutes ago and you still talking to me that's the power of the lips tips teeth tip of the tongue lips teeth tip of the tongue I remember I was in choir rehearsal and they used to have us doing that I'm like what are you trying to get us to say the word or hey. pronounce the word night, so go accurate <laughs> the
1: why are you gonna shush me it's late I, we both have to
0: word go to bed this is when Zach Talk Radio is at its best when this is late and people got to go to work in the morning. We record for the people that got to go to work in the morning, babe. What if they want to listen to us on the way to work? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. need something to yeah. go to yeah. work to.
1: They'll
0: too. listen to us on the way to work with their ass well-rested and we sleep because you're running mouth at the mouth. Good night. Running mouth at the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's old North Carolina term. Ah! Don't be pinching my dickhead now. That's... <laughs> You're a Krabby Patty. And this motherfucker got a whole shirt on as a skirt talking. <laughs> Girl, you take this shit off. <laughs> I, I say, what you got on? She go to the bathroom. She put a whole motherfucking turtleneck on as a bottom. That motherfucking neck is gone. That that You, can, you might as well send it to Buddy that got them neck uh, memes out there because that shit is gone. Don't try to pinch me now. I'm gonna fucking stretch the shit out this shirt. Man, that's some old country shit. I say, what you got on? A shirt? What? This shirt is country than a motherfucker. You just stretched it out. I Bruce, bottle. Bruce won't even be able, be able to put that bitch on. That's gonna go on and slip on him like a tube top. This that Zach Talk Radio bad. This 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 girl tripping. First of all. You know what I'm saying? Got this Take old. Your ass to sleep. I'm trying to go to sleep.
1: No, not.
0: You woke me up. Oh, oh, where's the snacks? Oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm thirsty. I went to bed at 630 at night. Who the hell told you to go to bed at six thirty at night? This ain't the Ned Flanders house. You act like we the Flanders or some shit, man. Motherfucker go to sleep at 6 o'clock and we wake up and we woke up at midnight. I'm well rested. Go down there with your dog and let her give you some comfort with her rich ass, standard ass shit. I got standards too. Let me use it as a pillow. Fluffy ass dog. Motherfucker ain't good for shit but barking and eating. Please. You damn right. I'm with no shit that's allergenic. She's hypoallergenic. Get it right. All right, she's a hype with allergies. No, she.
1: Well, she may have allergies, but if you have allergies. <laughs> the <laughs> fuck? She's
0: stupid. i Why you keep turning around then? With this big ass shirt still on, Let's take that thing off before I cut it up and make it a hula hula shirt dress. And your white tea Yep and her white tea <laughs> She got her whole white tea I'm trying to go back to bed How about you go first
1: I can't You have a heavy voice I can't do anything as long as your mouth is moving
0: This that Zack Talk Radio Fresh Live and direct She's talking about this voice Cause she knows That's how I got her she called me <laughs> she called me at 2 in the morning one night and couldn't stop <laughs> okay we'll go to bed I'm finna wrap it up can I give the people 2 more minutes no 2 minutes is too freaking long. Two, okay you cutting it to my 2 minutes just be all over in 2 minutes can I get 2 minutes the people deserves 2 minutes of Zach Talk Radio so what you heard right now was just a test run. We going to, you know, try to break it up into smaller segments. If y'all like the smaller segments, you know, hit us up cuz we, you know, we got it all. You know, there'll be plenty more nights where she's going to be mad because she's trying to get some sleep. I understand. Just don't wake me up during snack time. If you don't wake me up, I won't keep you up. But it uh oh, she's talking Hold on y'all. Talk Radio. So she said, peaches, chips, and her dog. Now, if you've never, if fellas, if all the fellas out there, if y'all ever had a woman who's been pregnant before, y'all know what it's like. And, you know, I haven't, this is my first time going through the whole spiel. You know what I'm saying? I break down more of that later in life. You know what I'm saying? About my first, about Peyton's, you know, arrival here. You know, but um, this arrival is different. Like I gotta hear people chewing at two in the morning on the whole apples like <laughs> It's like a blender over there. But uh this that Zack Talk Radio, we're gonna get into it all and you know, I'm gonna get up off this mic so she can give me some loving before we go back to sleep. All this love is waiting for you. Zack Talk Radio. I